Welcome to the author's show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Mariana Estrada Robles. She is from the Center for Enterprise and Entrepreneurship Studies in the University of Leeds, UK. She published an article entitled Structural Coupling in Entrepreneurial Families how business-related resources contribute to enterpriseness. It has been published in the volume 33, number 5 and 6 in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. Mariana, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me here. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer with this paper? Thank you. Yes, well, this paper comes from a wider project, which was my, my PhD. And back then, what I was trying to initially study was more the family business side, which meant more the family Right. This then extended into looking at entrepreneurial families, so looking more at the family aspect. So when I was starting to identify some potential participants, starting with data collection, I found that this research evolved in looking more into the family rather than the business. And actually, well, focusing on the family is particularly interesting right now because we are at a point where research has mainly focused on, on the business. In the past, we know a lot about the business. We know a lot about the family influence in businesses. But now we're trying to move a, uh, to move a, a bit away from that to trying to examine the family dimension more. So this is how the paper originated looking at family dynamics and family interactions while conducting data collection in Mexico. Okay, so we found that these families with their multiple members, because of course Mexico is a very collectivistic culture, would undertake various entrepreneurial activity either individually but also together. So there was this sense of collaboration always within this family, this sense of support as well, no matter what, because the family wants to be together and they would develop their business activities together. So it was very interesting to see and to hear how these families had these entrepreneurial practices really embedded within their family nature. Okay, so mentioning how it was very common for them to see each member of the family run and manage their own business. And I particularly remember one of the participants saying, well, it is a very normal thing for us in the family to see each other, each part, of, uh, each member of the family run their own business, manage their own business. We live with that. This is something very normal for us. It's not rare for us. So I thought that was really fascinating because as this conversation went on and with other participants and members of the family, it was very, really interesting to realize that while they have all these different businesses within the family, they didn't really consider themselves as being entrepreneurial. Of course, they were really proud of who they were. They were really proud of other family members with their businesses and as well proud of the accomplishments they had as a family collectively, 
But they didn't really see themselves as being entrepreneurial. They didn't really see themselves as examples for other families or example for even other individual entrepreneurs. So it was just very normal what they lived in their normal life and as families. So I thought that was really, really fascinating and sort of a point where I thought, oh, I actually need to dig more into it. We need to look more into these practices and why and how is this, uh, is this entrepreneurial behavior undertaking in these families? Because, of course, we see that theoretically um, we find that families are rarely seen as entrepreneurial, rarely seen as entrepreneurial drivers in the development of, of economies. Uh, in fact, we have research with different views, whether uh, finding families that drive or actually constrain entrepreneurial activity. So as a way to recognize families and their value, um, it, well, it was actually trying to link the family business side with the entrepreneurship side through the emerging field of family entrepreneurship. As such, we put the family as the center of our study, as our unit of analysis, and we found really interesting and valuable insights about how entrepreneurship is enacted in these families. Okay, so important just to recognize that by entrepreneurial families in our study, we mean these families that have multiple members that are either owners or entrepreneurs within the family, but that most importantly, that they interact with other members of the same family that are also entrepreneurs. Okay, so um, again, considering the context of, of the study in Mexico, and on the research context like this one, a Latin American country. Um, and, and we see as well in terms of theory and, and uh, empirical context that this is, again, an under-researched context, but as well that these Latin American countries have a lot of rich stories, a lot of, of insights for family business and for entrepreneurship that we can draw on and that we can learn on from what is already out there in academic papers. So as well, trying to push these family entrepreneurship fields toward, forwards uh, with the use or with the observation of entrepreneurial families. What are the main contributions of your paper? Um, I think to respond to this question, uh, we need to first uh, mention and acknowledge one of the main concepts that we draw on this paper, which is the structural coupling, right? The first two words of the title of this paper. So the concept of structural coupling refers to the mutual influence that the family and business have over each other. So these interdependencies and interrelationships between the family and the business. So we see that research is still very limited in understanding that reciprocal impact between the family and the business. As I mentioned before, we know more about what the family influence has on the business, but not the way around, or even a, a mutual impact between each other. So we found that looking at these entrepreneurial families, having multiple owners, having multiple entrepreneurs, not only showed us the influence of the family on, on the firms, but also a great influence that the multiple businesses exerted back onto the family, showing that two-way interdependence. So in this way, we contribute um, to the literature uh, by examining examining this two-way 
influence. So different to what it has been traditionally researched in family business, research with a well-known construct of familiness or those idiosyncratic resources that have an impact in into the business to create some competitive advantage. So now we focus on that other relationship and that reciprocal reciprocal influence. So here we look at uh, multiple members, we look at the multiple businesses, at different ways of cooperation between members and how the effects of the business have also an effect on the families. So it may be in terms of resources, relationships and other types of elements uh, that uh, are accumulated within businesses that have an effect in the families. And very interesting how these families mobilize, uh, they share resources, they adapt or adopt certain resources that also have a retrospective effect on the other businesses. So sort of as a, a feedback loop you would like to call it that way. So we find that this, first of all, is shown as, as a pool of resources that members can have access to. And when we talk about the pool of resources, it's not only those resources coming from the family, like those financial, social and human capital resources uh, coming from the family, but also those accumulated through the multiple businesses, which members have just immediate access to so which is a very important advantage compared to other family businesses or to standalone entrepreneurs we see for example not only immediate immediate financial support that is normally common as a type of support within entrepreneurship but we find more specific support such as knowledge and how to cope with specific institutional challenges when running a business. So as a result of other entrepreneurs already having previous experience of running their own businesses or facing these institutional challenges and then teaching other entrepreneurs within the family to, to face those challenges. Another example could be leveraging on other businesses labor or staff. So different businesses lending each other employees at some time, sometimes of crisis or short labor, for example. In other businesses, we find other examples um, that the family benefits from sharing customers or supplier contacts across businesses. So this actually results in an effect within the family where we see lots of cooperation, trust, collaboration, communication. So now we also look at the value of the family interactions and family dynamics that also has a benefit uh, in the businesses as well. So in, in short, we contribute then to showing this reciprocal effect and developing more the concept of a structural coupling. A second contribution we would say is that uh, we extend the view of portfolio entrepreneurship. Okay, so we highlight that it's not only a matter of developing a number of businesses within a family, a portfolio of businesses, but we recognize how these developments occur across the, the different members and across the family. So it's more looking into the process of portfolio entrepreneurship and also looking at the variety of portfolio entrepreneurship. For example, some members may focus on diversifying the core family business. Others may focus on creating their own individual business, either in collaboration with other members or just individually. 
or others may be more focused on supporting other businesses within the entrepreneurial family. So we see that this moves beyond traditional research where we find um, not normally younger generations joining the core family business. So we see more of a variety of different entrepreneurial practices. And we also try to highlight uh, that it is well important to recognize that the portfolio of businesses within the family is not only a result of business or strategic considerations. Okay, so we have the variety of portfolio entrepreneurship. We have the process of on how they do it, but also the reasons or the why they do this and they undertake these portfolio entrepreneurial practices. And it's not always um, again because of these business or strategic considerations, but many times it has to do with uh, the family, with what the family wants, with the with uh, the benefit of the family, with looking into the health of the family. So this is a main influencer in the decisions into undertaking certain entrepreneurial activity. And we found that the families that are most entrepreneurial and more su successful in a way are actually the ones that can balance better the family and the business dimension within 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 the family. So they they are very entrepreneurial, but without sacrificing family matters. So those are the ones who can balance these dimensions better, and the ones that we see are more successful. Okay, that would be our our second contribution in terms of the portfolio entrepreneurship aspect. And as a third contribution, we question the notion of what a family is. Okay, we question the nature of families. We understand and consider that families have changed over time. They, they also change depending on the context where they exist, depending on the context where they research. So we question this and we try to do where uh, these in this paper is by following a, a transactional view of the family. What do we mean by this? We mean that we just don't look at those traditional nuclear families or just a single household because we think we would be missing important interaction between members that do not fall within these boundaries, within the boundaries of a nuclear family, within the boundaries of a single house, household. As such, we, we extend our view of the family, we look into a broader type of family, and we examine the entrepreneurial family that may be, yes, related by blood ties, like in a nuclear family, uh, but they don't necessarily, necessarily need to fall within a nuclear family. We also consider families that may be uh, identifying their members because they share a family history, because they share a sense of identity of people being entrepreneurs. So that's what links these member to members together within the family, that they could be related by blood ties, by legal ties, biological ties, but also the sense of identity, family history and being entrepreneurs. OK, so we move beyond uh, this research in family business and entrepreneurship. We, we look beyond the individual, for example, in entrepreneurship research. And as mentioned, we look beyond the nuclear family and single household in family business research. So 
So we contribute to this new notion of the family and acknowledging that families are changing and that we need to uh, to to investigate them. What was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge in addressing such a question? If we think uh, methodologically first, I think one of the, the first challenges was to identify these entrepreneurial families. In a country like Mexico, where there are no databases of first family businesses, of course, you wouldn't find, or in any country, I'd, I'm not even sure we have databases of this type of, of family construct where we have these these members together, no database for entrepreneurial families. So it was challenging at first to, to identify a few families that could lead on to other families uh, with multiple entrepreneurs, with multiple businesses, because it's important to recognize that we're not only looking at families that ha have one family business where multiple members contribute to that one family business. We're also not looking at families where there's a portfolio entrepreneur who has initiated all the businesses within the family and then other members join to help or join to collaborate. So we're looking at these families where we have different originators of entrepreneurial activity. So that was challenging uh, at first. The second challenge was uh, trying to obtain or to get those interviews from multiple members in the family. So there were some families that, or the participants mainly, that were happy to be interviewed. But when we asked if we could interview other family members and other entrepreneurs, they could be a bit uh, not happy with that. And we actually found that the ones that were a bit a, a bit questioning us interviewing other family members were the ones that showed a bit more conflict within within the family so they didn't really want to to listen to other um you know for us to listen to other interviewees within the same family and finally in terms of methodological aspects in a context like mexico where there is a lot of insecurity and where the culture of research, like this type of research, is not that common. So it was a bit difficult to build that report at first uh, with some participants to get their information to to guarantee that their, their data would be confidential and anonymous for them to agree to record the, for the interview to be recorded. So these kind of minor details just pose some some um, challenges in terms of, of methods and, and developing the research over there when conducting data collection in Mexico. And in terms of the paper, I think um, one of the challenges we faced at the end of the paper is uh, what what we're actually trying to do with our research is obviously obviously trying to highlight these type of families which are very rich and which have lots of insights but also trying to keep this in a broader way within the family business research within the family entrepreneurship research so we try to position these families in a broader view so for this particular paper, uh, which was based, of course, in, in Mexico, where there are a lot of challenges in society, in economy, uh, but also for entrepreneurs in general. So it was really trying to think about how these uh, type of families with their businesses uh, may have 
things in common, whatever they are in the world, may have things in common with entrepreneurs, lessons for entrepreneurs and how to collaborate with other people and lessons for other families as well. These families that may be trying to keep the family healthy, but also trying to come up with ways to be entrepreneurial, to overcome challenges, to collaborate with each other, to mobilize and, and share resources together in a better way. So trying to portray these families also as lessons for, for in, in a broader way for other families and for other entrepreneurs. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? I think there are two elements that were surprising when conducting data collection and, and in developing this paper in general. Uh, one of them is that um, we see that research has mainly focused on how older generations pass knowledge on to the younger generation. So they encourage that entrepreneurial spirit. There is a lot of knowledge sharing from older to younger generations. And of course, we were expecting a lot of that. And, and we found that, of course, uh, but it was also very interesting and surprising to see a lot of that knowledge sharing happening from younger to older generations. So younger generations stepping up to help and teach the older generation. So, for example, in Mexico, where there are a lot of regulations and policies changing all the time, a participant mentioning that, well, uh, her dad has never done the new government processes. Her mom has never been registered in the tax office. So they really didn't know how to conduct these processes. And it was actually her, the daughter, who taught uh, their parents on how to conduct these processes and, and be able to, to help them with these challenges. So we see that uh, this entrepreneurial cap capability and sort of knowledge sharing capability is also enabled by the younger generation. So this involvement is a way to provide a way to complement for the lack of guidance in, in regulations and policies in, in the context and how the younger generation steps up to complement in that respect. So that was something important we saw, something surprising. And we see that it's not as, as important as we see knowledge sharing between older to younger generation. It was seen as well very important for older generations to be learning and to be open to what younger generations had to, to offer. And also encouraging the entrepreneurial spirit many offspring within these families, encouraging entrepreneurial spirit and activities uh, within the families. And it was not only the parents or the older generation trying to, to keep the business afloat, to be different, to or, or even to, to survive, as we see in some times of crisis that we're living at the moment. Uh, I think another surprising result that uh, we found when examining this type of of entrepreneurial families um, is the interplay between formal and informal economic practices. So while the majority of businesses in our sample were registered, were fully legal, were fully complying with regulations, we found a few other ones as well within the informal economy. So we found that entrepreneurial families um, are willing to support members 
in their interests and also to encourage entrepreneurial behaviors even when they don't occur within the formal economy. Okay, so some examples, uh, some members running a jewelry business within the informal economy and people there in the family supporting. So there's not really a big distinction between formal and informal practices. So that was a bit surprising as well. A mother within the family that has never been registered uh, with uh, multiple businesses that she's had over time and family members saying that their mother has been the most entrepreneurial of them all. Uh, so really kind of very proud of their mom, how entrepreneurial she has been all this time, but without really complying with the regulations of a fully established business. So these are some uh, specific examples that we found, but is that interplay and, and that sort of fine line between formal and informal economic practices because at the end of the day the family uh, gets gets more income in a way can diversify their businesses but also is a way to encourage entrepreneurial behaviors without that much risk as well so they they take advantage of that what are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs managers practitioners in general um, the main implications for entrepreneurs and practitioners, uh, we think, is to highlight the value of those shared resources within the families. So the benefit that these capital resources, financial, social, uh, human capital resources that are easily accessible, mobilized and combined by other members for the benefit of the family, for the benefit of other firms. So we find that um, actually some other families that had multiple members that had a variety of resources that could benefit greatly from, from each other, they didn't really use that as an advantage. Why this happened? Because they didn't have enough communication, they didn't collaborate between each other as much as other families that could benefit more from these uh, pool of resources. So we this is where we actually try to highlight in a more practical way the value of family dynamics of family interactions and not only from that theoretical perspective because of course it's not only a matter of of having multiple businesses in the family it's not only a matter of having that portfolio of businesses but that there is this sense of cohesion and trust within the family for this to happen so where there is trust it is very natural for family members to be talking about really important things about uh, their businesses, just as uh, as natural as, as in a family dinner or family party and creating collaborations between each other. So, so we found that these are really uh, important advantages that entrepreneurs can actually lean on when developing and managing their, their businesses. And finally, implications for of course at times of crisis like this like the current pandemic so the way uh, family firms family businesses entrepreneurial families have been coping effectively with this situation we see is again through collaboration through being open through sharing the burden together not only individually so for entrepreneurial families we see that this goes 
even even beyond because there's more resources to draw on there's more people to collaborate with there's access and sorry immediate access to all these supports and and that availability of 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 sharing resources that is effective to keep businesses afloat during these difficult times so this also means providing more opportunities to other members in the family that may not be part of the entrepreneurial family yet but that they can undertake other entrepreneurial behaviors to support the family in crisis being able to adapt quicker to challenges and to share that expertise uh, just immediately uh, as, as easy as in a, in a family dinner for example so uh, we think those are the implications for for practitioners and for entrepreneurs the lessons that our entrepreneurial families bring to the table thanks a lot mariana for participating to our show All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-ird.com and on the main podcast platforms.